listening to the She Means Profit podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA, financial strategist for CEOs, and a Forbes.com contributor. She Means Profit is a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners just like you become a master at your finances without confusion so that you can increase your profit and net worth. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I'm sharing with you real and actionable advice that will give you the tools to take your financial power back. Let's make some major money moves together. Welcome to another episode of She Means Profit, and I am so happy to have you here with me today. I hope you're having a good summer. I can't believe it's already July 25th, but here we are. I'm glad you've taken the time to tune in with me today and have a listen. Today, we're going to be talking about debt management in your business. So if you are carrying debt in your business or even your personal finances, you need to think about a debt repayment strategy. So I have a mini course called the Debt Repayment Plan that you can purchase for only $7. And it has a debt repayment calculator spreadsheet along with video instructions on how to complete this debt repayment plan. Make sure you buy a copy and put it to good use. It will be the best $7 that you have spent, and it can help you save thousands of dollars in interest payments. It works for both business debt and personal debt. So I will leave the registration link in the show notes for you, or you can visit shemeansprofit.com and check out the offers page. It's listed there. As often business owners start their businesses with debt, or they acquire debt along the way and have no repayment plan. So it's super important to have that repayment plan if you're going to borrow money. It costs a lot of money to borrow money, especially if you're using credit cards to fund your purchases. Credit cards are notoriously known for having high interest rates. So when you use the debt repayment calculator, it will show you how much you are paying in interest expense to finance that debt. And when you add up those numbers, it can be very scary, especially if you have thousands of dollars in credit card debt that you've been carrying, you would be amazed at how much money you're wasting on the interest expenses. So make sure that you have a plan to pay down your debt. It's not enough to pay your minimum monthly payments. You need to make sure that you have a plan to pay off that debt. If you're just making minimum monthly payments, then what's happening is it's going to take you decades to pay that back. So you want to be cognizant of this and get a debt repayment plan going. So I get pitched so much for my Forbes column and, you know, about 100 pitches pass through my inbox any working day. So when this pitch from business.org came across my inbox, it really got my attention. So much so that not only did I reference this article in my column or this report that I'm going to share with you, but I wanted to share it with you on my podcast as well, because this is vital information. And I'm going to leave the link to the report in the show notes for you to look at. But so business.org, they did a study on the finances of entrepreneurs. And did you know that according to this recent study, 89% of business owners have personal debt related to their business, ranging from $5,000 to more than $100,000. So while 38% of entrepreneurs report that their personal credit score 
has gone down as well since starting a business. Because what happens is when we're acquiring debt, we are lowering our credit scores because we are increasing our debt ratios. So it's a kind of a complicated formula that finance people use, but you have to be mindful of the money that you are borrowing and how it erodes your personal credit score as well, right? Because often we have to use our personal finances to fund our business because our business really has no credit So it's really difficult to get a loan for the business. So I have personal debt from starting my business, and I'm sure a lot of other people do as well. So I really saw a need for this conversation when I got this pitch from business.org. While 30% of business owners report not saving for retirement so that they can personally fund their business. So I want you to think about that, right? Because it's going to depend a lot on your age as well. I mean, I'm a firm believer that your business can be your largest financial asset that you will ever own. And I think that being business owners, we have the ability to create the wealth that we want for in our lives faster and more efficiently through a business than we would have for employment opportunities. So we have more control over the revenue that we're bringing in and control over the profit that we're making. Now remember, profit is what increases the value of your business. So when we're talking about debt, I'm not opposed to borrowing money for your business. I have done it myself. I still owe debt myself. But the big question is, how much debt is too much? And if you don't have a debt repayment plan, then you know constantly borrowing money for your business is a risky venture. So how much debt is too much debt? And it's hard to get funding for a business startup. And the majority of entrepreneurs and business owners need to put their money into starting their own business. So we use our own money for this. But a common misconception out there is that using debt to start a business is good debt. So let's touch briefly on good debt versus bad debt. So I'm sure that you've heard this expression. And let me say it's an expression, not a fact. My argument is that debt is debt. So I often get asked, So, you know, good debt versus bad debt. And I have to say, all debt is debt. It costs money to borrow money and it impacts your credit score. So yes, I would agree that using debt to grow a business is a better choice than using debt to purchase a vacation. So I just urge you to make better decisions when debt is unavoidable. Building a business creates value, right? So you are creating a financial asset where a vacation happens and all you're left are memories and a hefty bill. So I never encourage people to take on debt that they can't afford. And when you're building your business, I totally understand how we have to at times borrow money to get our business moving. However, if you're risking too much personally to fund your business, consider that a red flag. And there are debt ratios that you can follow to ensure that you are staying below you know, any sort of red flag levels. So did you know that only 30% of business owners can even qualify for a small business loan? And 43% of owners have an insufficient score to secure funding. 31% are unsure how to keep business and personal finances separate. I want you to think about this one because if you're one of my listeners who is not keeping your personal finances separate from your business finances, you absolutely need to do this. This is crucial for being a traditional business owner, a serious business owner, and ensuring that you have the adequate audit trails in place so that should you ever be audited, you'll keep out of hot water by ensuring that you have your separation of your business and your personal finances. 
So one third of business owners are using a home equity loan, crypto investing, or a personal loan to start their business. Only 32% of business owners have an emergency fund in case their business doesn't generate revenue. So this is something that I'm really passionate about as well is if you are leaving your current employment to start a business and you're literally just starting out, I really advise against that. I am a firm believer in starting a side hustle. Get those sales in the door, prove your offer, prove that people want to buy your offer and that they're interested in it. And as your business grows, then you can leave your job and start earning money through your business. But I would never advise just to leave your business and start a job. Now, if you're in another situation where maybe you've been laid off and you have a package that can financially support you for a few months, that's a completely different story. So that would be a wise choice. But if you're leaving secure employment to start your business, which is really insecure and nobody knows what's going to happen if your business is going to take off or not, or how long it's going to take off or how long it's going to take to take off, these are things that you should really consider before you leave your employment. So business.org had a really great report. I found it really interesting. And if you're interested in learning it as well, or learning about it and reading it and, you know, picking up some facts, I have left the report link in the show notes for you to look at. But if you're a business owner and you're thinking, okay, Melissa, really, I need money to start my business. There's a lot of things that I need to invest in, especially product-based businesses. There are a lot of expenses that you have to pay for upfront. So I get that. I do. And I'm going to give you six suggestions on ways you can bootstrap your business. And bootstrapping means trying to stay away from getting funding from others, any loans, your venture capital, anything like that. So it's self-funding your business as you grow. So my first tip is focus on getting paying clients in the door. That is the number one tip I give people. People often come to me and ask me when they should work with me. And I say, once you have started getting paying clients in the door, you have proven your offer and people are, you know, starting to get to know, like, and trust you and investing with you. Then the second step is to start managing the money in your business. But first you need money that you can manage in your business. So getting clients in the door is a necessity. The biggest startup mistake businesses make is by focusing on activities that are not revenue generating. So you need to generate sales from the beginning to get money in the door. So focus on sales and getting paying customers right from the start. You don't need fancy websites. You don't need, you know, crazy sales funnels or branding and messaging and marketing and all that stuff. What you need are paying clients who are going to give you the money, not give you, but you will earn that money and start investing that money that you're receiving into growing your business. Don't do it the other way around because that will just get you into financial trouble. So the second tip I want to leave you with is prove your offer. So serving several paying clients and having happy clients with your offer is a way of proving or validating your offer. So this means that people actually want what you're offering and they're willing to pay you money for it. This is an essential step that you don't want to miss because you will bankrupt your business if you are trying to sell an offer that people just don't need. So prove the offer before you start investing in building the website and all that, you know, all the things that require money. So be sure that you are selling and proving your offer. 
So the third tip I leave you with is invest those profits back into building your business. So once you have that money coming in, you are ready to invest in websites and other things that will support your business when you have your proven offer and paying clients. You use the profit that you are earning in the business each month to reinvest into the business to expand on your marketing efforts, your advertising and other services that will increase the visibility of your business and get you more paying clients in the door. So don't do this right off the bat because you have to prove your offer. So do this once your offer is proved, you can invest in the branding, the messaging, the advertising, Facebook ads, whatever it is that you think that you need to invest in to get more clients in the door. So my fourth tip is hire a team when you have three to six months of salary in cash reserves. Okay, don't rush into hiring a team on payroll. There are many consultants you can work with until you are ready to have that team on payroll. Often business owners feel that they need their team right away. And a lot of people talk about that, you know, whoa, one of the first things you need to do is invest in a team. But I wholeheartedly disagree. You have consultants working for you with a no commitment. And yes, sometimes you may be paying a little extra for a consultant. However, you are saving yourself the headache of having a team member on payroll and not being able to meet payroll. So don't rush into that commitment of hiring team members. Make sure that you have saved three to six months on paying their salary. You've got that set aside should you need it so that you don't have to panic when you have slower days where the cash just is not coming in the door. My fifth tip is don't try to do everything at once. You don't need to have your marketing perfect, complicated sales funnel set up or fancy websites or your messaging perfect or anything like that. What you need is focus on that proven offer that sells. Then you can grow and scale your business on a solid financial foundation. So you don't want to be struggling financially by setting yourself up for all these monthly payments because you've subscribed to coaches and consultants. You've got your copywriter and your website designer and all this stuff that you hired before you were ready to hire them. So to alleviate that financial stress and to bootstrap your business, don't do everything at once. Prove things and then invest in getting, you know, everything polished up. And then my final tip is don't chase shiny objects. The internet is filled with business coaches and consultants who want your money and will offer you unrealistic promises of overnight success to get it. I know that sounds harsh, but it's so true. I have been a victim of this myself where, you know, when I was green in the online space, I was new, I was starting my business And I signed up for so many programs that I really did not need. And they were promising me overnight success or, hey, build, you know, your 10K months by doing this. And, you know, these things just really don't work. It's very much a personal thing for your business, right? There's no cookie cutter formula that a business can follow because if it were that easy, everybody would be doing it and all businesses would be successful. But 82% of businesses do fail. So you have to be careful of this, be mindful of this, and know that when you're building your business, it takes a lot of hard work and resiliency and being very careful and mindful with how you manage the money in your business. So I hope these tips have helped you. If you are carrying debt, I mean, I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't be carrying debt, or if you're carrying debt, you should feel bad about it or anything like that. 
I totally understand that, you know, having debt is part of being a business owner. But here's a reminder that if you don't have a debt repayment plan, you need to create that plan so that you get yourself out of debt. So make sure that you register for the $7 debt repayment plan mini course that I've offered that will guide you through creating your own personal debt repayment plan. So the link for that will be in the show notes, or you can find the link on shemeansprofit.com under the offers page. Thank you for joining us on the She Means Profit podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, I ask you to hit subscribe, rate the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Melissa Houston CPA and join us in our She Means Profit Facebook group.